If you have a close family member who's had a heart attack or heart disease, you probably know that your chance of having the same is high. But there's another condition that has many of the same risk factors of heart disease, including family history. Abdominal aortic aneurysm, also known as AAA, is caused by a weakness in the body's largest artery, which runs from the heart to the lower abdomen. When pressure from the body's circulation hits that weakened area, the artery stretches and balloons. Without timely intervention, this aneurysm can rupture, and when that happens, it usually leads to death or long-term disability. But when caught early and monitored by a physician, a AAA can be repaired. Dr. Michael Tuchek, a cardiac and vascular surgeon working in Crown Point, will talk to us today about abdominal aortic aneurysms and how treatment options can save lives. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. Doctor, great to speak with you today. We're going to talk about AAA and not the car folks, of course. We're going to talk about abdominal aortic aneurysm. So AAA, I think we'll tend to abbreviate that here today. So let's start there. What is AAA and why do we need to worry about them? So AAA, as you said, it stands for abdominal aortic aneurysms. Aneurysms are like balloons in an artery. If you put too much air in a balloon, it pops, it ruptures. And when it does, if that's in an artery, that rupture leads to massive internal bleeding. It's like putting a pin in a balloon. It pops, and you die about 80 to 90% of the time when that happens. Well, the same is true with aneurysms when they pop, and so you want to get to it before that happens, obviously. So most people have heard of brain aneurysms, except when they burst, it bleeds, causing a stroke. And you'll frequently have headaches and symptoms before that happens. The problem with AAAs, you don't have any symptoms almost all the time. It's symptom-free until it ruptures, and then it's too late. That's why AAAs are known as ticking time bombs. I'm not sure I like that term, but you yeah. just don't know it until it ruptures. Usually when I see patients with aneurysms, they've had them for 5, 10, 15 years. They've been silently growing year after year until one day the wall gets so thinned out, it bursts. Mm. God forbid that should happen, but a patient would get sudden abdominal, flank, and back pain, usually on the left side, which is severe. Sometimes they get nauseous or sweaty or pass out, short of breath. But most of the time, AAA causes no symptoms until it bursts. That's why it's a tricky one. Yeah, tricky for sure. So if there aren't really any symptoms, then what are the risk factors? So the risk factors, ironically, are just like stroke and heart attack. Smoking causes a lot of issues, heart disease, emphysema, lung cancer. But, of course, it also causes AAAs. That's one of those main risk factors. Men, more often than women, get AAAs. So men have to look out for it more than women. High blood pressure, obvious, right? If you have high blood pressure pounding away at the weakened wall of an artery, 24-7, 365, that puts you at risk. Being elderly or obese can increase your risks. About 20% of the time, there is a family history. The atherosclerosis we talked about and arterial sclerosis make the wall hard, and that weakens it, and that's what increases your risk of AAA ultimately. All right, so you said more often than not it's men, but it could be men and women. And let's just say that they have the risk factors, right? So someone comes in and they say, I have all the risk factors for AAA stroke and heart attack, but in particular with AAA, how do you detect them? Well, the thing is, we got to remember that they're really common. It's yeah. the 12th leading cause of death in the United States, so it's not something you want to ignore. It, it's affected a lot of people you know, you and I know. For example, Lucille Ball and George C. Scott, who played Patton, both mm -hmm. died of a ruptured aneurysm. Even Einstein died of a ruptured aneurysm. Gordon Lightfoot, who was you know, a pop star, Gordon Lightfoot, yeah, just passed. sadly yeah. just died. He had a ruptured aneurysm while he was on tour about 20 years ago. 
He was in a coma, I think, for four months. Wow. He was never the same because he had to go through a ruptured AAA, and people like Rodney Dangerfield had their AAA operated on. So it's a fairly common thing. People just don't realize how common it is. Yeah. The good news is we can easily detect them, again, with some real simple non-invasive ultrasounds like they used to check the baby and pregnant women. They send sound waves in, and in a few minutes, you know whether or not you've got an aneurysm. If they detect one, we usually order that gold standard CAT scan so we can look at the size and the shape. An MRI can show it, but really CAT scan is the best way for us to detect them currently. Yeah, and how big do they need to get before you do something, right? So let's just say someone has the risk factors, you do the gold standard CAT scan, and you say, yep, you have a AAA. Is it something where there's some surveillance involved if it's relatively small, or is it always let's get them into the OR? Right, so it depends, right? So we look at the CAT scan, and we look at a couple of different things. Most importantly, as you've always heard, size does matter. The bigger the AAA, the thinner the walls are, the weaker the walls are, the higher the risk of rupture. So like a balloon, after 30 puffs of air, it gets big, the wall gets thin, it pops. The same is true for AAA. And we know that it gets to be about five to five and a half centimeters, that's about two and a half inches in diameter. The wall's starting to thin out and the risk of rupture starts to go up. And that risk of rupture is about five to 10% per year. The problem is, I can't predict who the lucky 90 to 95% are right. and who the unlucky five to 10% are. So if you otherwise are healthy and your risk factors are low, we usually sit down with our patients and talk to them about the treatment options. The other thing we look at on the CAT scan is the shape, not just the size, but the shape. Some have weird shapes. They're sacular, like a bald spot in an old tire. You and I are old enough to remember inner tubes, right? Oh, yes. The bald spot, you can't predict. Or some of them grow rapidly. Some of them grow slowly. So they're a little bit more unpredictable. And those kinds of aneurysms, we might treat at a smaller size, smaller than five centimeters. They're rare, they're probably two to five percent of the time, but they're still out there. But if they're bigger than five centimeters, you really have three options to talk to your doctor about. First, you could do nothing. Now, it's not the best choice of the three, but some people are sick, they're old, they're frail, and they take the 90 to 95 percent chance they won't rupture this year and move on. But for most people, like you and I, there's really two good options. There's the standard open AAA surgery. It's tried and true way of fixing aneurysms. You remove the aneurysm, you replace it with a Dakar and graft. It works every single time. It's one and done. Hmm. You never have to worry about it again, but it's a big operation. And you have to have good anatomy or bad anatomy, depending on what it is. But that operation works very well. The other much more popular option these days is to use minimally invasive, what we call endovascular stent grafting. We make two small access sites in the groin, and we insert a metal stent, like chicken wire, that expands, and it's lined with a graft and we build the graft inside the AAA. It kind of looks like a pair of pants on the inside. Huh. Starting at the kidney arteries, kind of behind your breastbone down low, and we extend it down towards the groins on both sides, so that's why it looks like a pair of pants. And we do all this while the blood's still flowing. This works about 96% of the time. You have to get yearly CAT scans to make sure all is well afterwards, but you go home the next day. You're not there for a week. Yeah. just the next day, and you recover a lot faster in just a few weeks instead of a few months that it takes to recover from the big surgery. So that's the most popular option currently. Absolutely. Wondering, you know, we can maybe leave insurance out of it, but just generally from your perspective, do you wish that everybody would get screened for AAA? Well, <laughs> not everyone, but I think okay. anybody who's at higher risk, 
Otherwise, we'd never get done screening people. But yeah, I, it's I think all that, you'd be doing, right? Exactly. Yeah, but I think people that are higher risk, like I mentioned before, older people, people with emphysema, smokers, high blood pressure, family issues, all those kinds of patients should be screened. There's no doctor visit involved. You just sign in and get your screening done if you qualify. There is a free AAA screening ultrasound under, I think it's called Welcome to Medicare, your mm. first visit when you turn 64. That's free through the SAVE Act. Everyone should take advantage of that. Keep in mind, just to put it in perspective again, there's about 200,000 AAAs diagnosed every year. Mm. The problem is that's because people screened or they accidentally found it when they got their gallbladder ultrasound when they had stomach pain. But most of the time, they're dying, right. rupturing, before they're ever found. So the number of people that could be saved is tremendous, but you've got to get screened first. Yeah, you made reference to COVID earlier, and it's like, well, you know, how many people had COVID but didn't know it? And the same thing here with AAA is you say, you know about those cases, the 200,000, because those people got screened, but how many people aren't being screened, even though they have the risk factors, right? Right. That's absolutely true. Well, Doctor, it's always a pleasure to have you on. It's my pleasure to have experts on, to learn from them, to talk through some of this stuff. I'm sure listeners appreciate this. I know that at least one person whose life you saved because she heard one of our podcasts. So keep coming on, keep being awesome, and thanks so much. I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you. And as a reminder to our listeners, Franciscan Health offers low-cost, non-invasive screenings for heart, lung, and vascular health, including AAA. And for more details, go to franciscanhealth.org slash screening bundles. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the full podcast library for additional topics of interest. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well, and we'll talk again next time.